It's the Sports Memory Podcast. Uh, we seem to be getting these things going later and later in the week because it is the holiday season, and we are busy as shit, but we're going to shoot right into this thing with the news of the week. This week in the news, the quarterback carousel is in full swing in college football. Lincoln Riley does what any American would do and throws deuces to Oklahoma as he heads towards sunny Southern California. Brian Kelly lives the ultimate coaching dream of getting the fuck out of Notre Dame. And the Florida Gators hire their next two-pump chump with Billy Napier. Maverick's owner Mark Cuban takes his next steps towards becoming the ultimate supervillain by buying an entire town in Texas. Antonio Brown is in the news again, and surprise, surprise, it's not for his charity work. Antonio Brown suspended three games by the NFL for talking too much around his personal chef and not actually paying the son of a bitch. And gone to the MLB. The MLB owners have officially locked out their players, potentially leading to a work stoppage in Major League Baseball, leaving the rest of the country to wonder, who the fuck cares? News of the Week. With the sports memory. I can't express express this enough. Uh, the, the MLB walkout took place this week, and I can't even determine if I care or not. No, I don't. I think that's going to be the easiest question to answer all year is, who the fuck cares? Not, it, nobody. I honestly think that's why the MLB walkout's happening is because nobody gives a fuck about baseball, and these some of these players' contracts are getting ridiculous. Yeah, no, uh, Scherzer just got himself a nice deal, and there's this huge debate about well, do you pay him you know it's actually a good debate on okay you pay the money but it's a short-term deal so you're not you're not pulling another Mets and paying Bobby Bobby Bonilla for 50 years so isn't he like 37 though um he, he's up there I think I he's mean, 37 years old he's he's only got a couple years left but um you know hey when you're pushing for a title all, all you need is one I mean he he was insane this year, so you got to give it up to him. Yeah, I just looked it up. He is thirty-seven years old, and he's like a—he's he, a—he's um, a veteran thirty-seven-year-old. He's thirty-seven and a half, <laughs> and he is a monster. I love—I love, I love so the intensity, man. He's—he's yeah. he's one of the only like pitchers or baseball players I even like to watch, even if it's just the highlights. I like watching him be pissed off at the end. I liked how pumped he got uh, closing out the San Francisco Giants game th- th- this year in the playoffs, which, by the way, was a sensational final game of that series. And I think he got so amped up that he. <laughs> He kind of hurt himself with the celebration. Nobody really talked about it, but he wasn't available for a lot of the the next series against the Braves, and uh, he was throwing shit around, getting really yoked up. I almost wonder if he hurt himself in that series. Probably, do baseball baseball players break their hands so often, like punching coolers or punching walls? It's kind of funny. This is going to be an interesting labor dispute. Um, it's you know it, it, these labor disputes are always so interesting on any sport except for the NFL. Because sports like the MLB, like it's just the popularity is plummeting, whereas the NFL continues to rise. So it'll be interesting to watch. Um, but I, I got to say, you know, watch the Cowboys Saints game yesterday. And did we learn anything from this game? Well, well, we learned that there's a lot of things to debate and talk about. Um, we can always talk about Sean Payton and how good of a coach he is, how dumb the decisions were, but they did find a way to adapt. I think the biggest question is like, 
is Russell Wilson that much of a pussy? Because Taysom Hill looked like he did the exact same injury. You know, splinted it up. He still threw terrible passes, but he, he gritted it out, man. Somebody made a hilarious comment on social media this week, which is uh, Taysom Hill plays like if a seven-year-old used Lamar Jackson in Madden. And it's so fucking dead on. But the way he, he runs around and then he throws that bullet. He's got that fucking, he really does have a strong arm, just no accuracy whatsoever, but he throws that gun downfield, no accuracy whatsoever, but it really does. The way that he just kind of scrambles around and then throws as hard as he can, it's like a seven-year-old playing Madden. Bullet pass, bullet pass, bullet pass. Bullet pass, bullet pass, no touch whatsoever. Yeah, and I know Derek and I were talking about this. Actually, Derek was talking uh, in our group. Why the hell do the Giants not, and we're going to talk about him later, but like guys like Danny Dimes, dude, get him on the move. That's all they did with Taysom Hill. Let him get moving because yeah. it, it caused disruption. You're athletic enough. So um, for all the slack that Peyton gets, you know, with the quarterback controversies, at least they um, they put their quarterback in the best position to succeed. You know, there's not much, but they, that's the best option they had. I love the – I actually um, – I, I give – I've listen, all my criticisms of Peyton – None of them are in-game adjustments or the way that he coaches in-game. Actually, it's probably the exact opposite with you and Tomlin. Um, I hate the way that he runs his team off the field, and I hate his personnel decisions. I think if you could combine Tomlin and Peyton, you might get the perfect coach because I think Peyton has is is the ultimate in-game coach. He really is a, a, a genius, a strate- strategist. I mean, still to this day, the most ballsy move I've ever seen, in, maybe in sports history, is oh, the onside kick against the Colts. St- starting the half. They shouldn't even have won that game, and they did. Uh, and it's because Shane... Uh, Sean Payton, say what you want about the guy. The guy has huge steel plated balls. I actually love the way that he coached the game yesterday. Um, believe it or not, Taysom Hill is the answer for the Saints. And I know it sounds crazy, but that's how bad Trevor Simeon is. At least Taysom Hill can fucking like he he had a, a ridiculous scramble yesterday on a third and not on a third and long. Trevor Simeon, he's just a dead like the way that the, the Cowboys would have just fucking brought everybody on oh, Simeon yeah. and they, they would have been annihilated last night and, and throws nothing but ducks. Yeah. Like that's it. And with everything that was involved, like the Cowboys, you know, the saints still were in that game. And, and what I like about what Sean Payton did in that game is he knew that they were just dogs and the way that he played it, like that 56 yard uh, field goal that they went for with Maher in the first half. Like he's just going for, he's just trying to gain any edge. Like he's trying to, trying to get those three points. Um, there was like a penalty early on and, and they could have had like a third and 10, but they took the 10 yards. Yeah. Uh, the one I remember was on the punt and yeah. uh, it was, it was a fair, not a great punt, but not yep. a bad punt. And he's just like fair catch. Now fuck that. Looking for any edge. Yeah. And, exactly. any edge. and you have to, you have to respect that. Cause uh, honestly, Dallas is just so much more talented than the saints are at this yeah. point right now. Saints are banged up bad. So it's weird that the Cowboys can pretty much, you know, have their way with the Saints, and I'm still down on the Cowboys. Um, I think even in a win, I'm more down on the Cowboys than ever. Uh, well, w- w- let's just let's just say it. Uh, what? PSU guy. Uh, oh, Micah. Dude, oh. Micah Parsons is Insane. that guy is next level good he's he's so unbelievably good like he's such a pleasure to watch and you can just see in his energy like that is a franchise changing player like a, a Aaron Donald possibly even generational talent that we're seeing a thousand percent to be that good at such a young age he's incredible um such a pleasure to watch but outside of him you know their defense is solid their offense has so many issues yeah 
Yeah, they really, they really do, and you know, truthfully, even like CD Lamb, I I love watching that guy, and like he's you, ridiculous. And you see him like after the interception, after a couple, of, like when he's just pissed off and he throws his body on the line. That's kind of the type of players that you need, right? Uh, you know, he has you know has some drop issues and some other issues, but like it, like every player does. But I just like to see people that get fucking fired up and pissed and like. Like, you know, whatever. I'm just going to hit you and we'll figure it out after. C.D. Lamb looks like a creative player you would make in Madden where you don't give a shit what he looks like because I don't know why more people talk about this. C.D. Lamb, he looks like a, he looks like an alien. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. When I was sitting on the couch watching the damn game, and I, every time, like, it, like in pads with the dreads, everything, he, like, he looks fantastic. But when his helmet's off, his head is so small. Tiniest it's, head on earth. It's ridiculously yes. small compared to everything. And you're like, is that the same player? Like... Yeah. Tiny little head on this big neck. I, I swear, he looks like a, a creative player. You know, when you are when you only care about the stats and you're just kind of skipping through, all, like, the face features and everything. Like, you don't give a shit, but you kind of want to make him look weird as fuck so every time you see him, you get a good laugh when you're oh, playing yeah. Madden franchise mode. That's what he reminds me of. Guy is a freak. Um, that that, 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 that wide receiver... You see that incompletion? Uh, which one? That, the one in the corner of the end zone, dude. Just like full stretch, one hand right over top of the guy. Didn't get the feet down. It could be the best incompletion of the year by far. Well, speaking of corner of the end zone, did you see that Gallup reception? Yeah. Unbelievable, man. It's, dude, has, I think he had two, two or three catches, but he got it when it counted, man. It's uh, it monstrous. Is Zeke done in Dallas? He look he looks so bad. Like, I wasn't high on him coming, coming out of college. Like, he just... He does a lot of things well, but nothing like so exceptional. And that line's been so fantastic. But I'll tell you what, on on that Tony Pollard touchdown, Tony my, Pollard's good, dude. He just he lit it up. He he just took off like no nothing. Just he's explosive as hell and very versatile. Is which and that's what you need today. So I had to look it up because I remember when Zeke signed his contract when he held out or whatever, um, which was the right move because man, this guy's declining fast. He is only twenty six years old and he already looks. Like, let's say it. He looks like Le'Veon Bell. He's he's starting to get washed up like Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, yeah, just less less versatile back. Like, and we've all talked about it going in. Like, he super benefited from what they did at Ohio State and that incredible Cowboys line, man. Yeah, and honestly, so this 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 uh, Zeke Elliott contract may actually pan out really well for the Cowboys. They front loaded the shit out of it. Um, so this year he is 36 million dead cap. So obviously they can't get, they can't really get rid of him at this point. Um, 22, 30 million, but then it drops down to 11 million in 2023. So basically after next season, they can pretty much cut ties with them and, and not even get hurt that bad. Yeah. It, you know, it might've stung a little bit, but it's, it's looking like he's going to have a very, very short career. I, I don't know what's going on with the guy. I mean, is he injured? Like what, what's wrong with them personally after watching hard knocks? I think he's just a, Dumb, weird motherfucker. I, you know, there's um, some people talk about like when Dallas was was losing to, like bad teams or like having some of their struggles. It's like reading the papers, drinking the juice, like yes. pumping yourself up. Kind of the, you just feel he just always feels like a guy who like was naturally gifted, but like doesn't like push to make the like get to the next step, next level. It's like he's just like that naturally gifted, but just. Yeah, there. I do think there was a time when Ezekiel it was insane. Um, coming out of college, one thing that just always struck me about Zeke is his uh, his core strength and his ability. Like he's one of those guys that he could almost he can almost like pivot on his feet and his whole body could bend like forty five degrees to the side and then he could like snap back up. Uh, really, really good balance and just stayed on his feet. His acceleration was really good early on, but he seems to be losing that acceleration that first step, and it's it's really. 
really starting to show. Well, you know, I, I hate to use the word lazy, but what what it was what, a year and a half ago, dude put on like 40 pounds. Like yeah. if, if you want to be like the elite person, you will never let that happen. Right. Like when I put on weight, it's because I'm just average Joe. You know, below average looking. No, but, it's because we're lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and, and lazy. You know, but but like if you if you want to be at that next level, you're you're gonna figure out how to keep pushing yourself. And there's plenty of and Ceedee Lamb's like he he's one of those players that just he will he just has that personality that mentality to keep driving to be better no matter how good you are and not just be complacent with uh, with where you're sitting. I wonder if it's because you said he gained weight. Um, it's hard to bounce back from that sometimes. Remember Trent Richardson? He gained he ga- he gained a bunch of weight, and then he actually got cut as shit. And so did um so did uh, Eddie Lacy. Uh, both guys they gained a bunch of weight, and then they cut down. But I th- I almost wonder at that when you're at the running back position. Once you balloon up like that, if you, you can ever come back you, from you that, you still just lose that step. Like, yeah. Like th- I've never even heard of a player who's just come in like been an overweight question like coming into the off season. Right. That is like found a way to be back to like their elite self. Like the, the dude's like in his prime, prime running back years. There was no reason for it to happen. But yeah. Like, e- cause even, even that, like that whole year while you're gaining weight, like you're not as explosive. You're not as um, agile. You're not, you're not as strong and great as you once were. Right. So that's how your body's adapting to it. And it's, you know, it's just one step. You'll never get back. So you look at the Cowboys schedule down the stretch. They play Washington twice. That's interesting. Washington could win this week, go to 6-6. Six and six, That put them two games back. Lo and behold, Washington could again be the, the surprise team at the end of the, of, the, of the season. However, I do hate to spoil it for Washington fans. The Cowboys' schedule is pretty, I mean, it's, it's pretty lax, except for it's loaded with divisional opponents. So it's going to be an interesting end. They go Washington, Giants, Washington, Cards, Eagles. Pretty tough when you factor in when you consider the fact that all their games besides their Cardinals game are divi- against division opponents. I mean, what? Wh- wh- how are you reading the Cowboys right now? I'm, 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 I'm so high on them. Like they are so talented. They are so good. But I think what kind of bothers me, and when I talk shit on Dak, it's kind of very similar to some of the debates that we all have about, like Tomlin, for instance. It's like, okay, listen, if you say that this guy is great, the elite. Fucking do it. You better keep doing it. Like, if you're the elite of the elite, you can't have a month where you just suck. And obviously, for fantasy purposes, I'm hoping he comes back with, you know, uh, three, four straight 30-point uh, performances. But he's been missing a lot of throws, man. And and he, he, you know, he is the centerpiece. Like, there's no doubt about it. The money's there. He has to perform that way. Like, the talent said there's no excuse in the world for them not to, like, be putting up Tampa Bay numbers, 30, yeah. 30 points a game. For sure. I agree. Yeah, the offense needs to get it together, and I think a lot of that falls on Kellen Moore. Um, but yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting for the Cowboys down down the stretch. I feel like they're like in college, you're going after a girl, and then you realize like she's talking to this other guy, and this other guy's like way better looking than you. But then you you meet him, and he's a complete dumbass. That's what I think of, of the Cowboys. You're like, all right, so this is the guy I'm up against, but he's a fucking idiot. So. Maybe I can just out-charm this guy and get to this girl. I'm going to dig into that bag of jokes right now. <laughs> I'm gonna, exactly. I'm, I'm just going to be a complete stupid ass, and she's going to laugh, and, and that's my best chance, yeah. and, it, and it's going to work. This guy's got way better abs than me, but he is a fucking idiot. So, so What is it? Uh, 60% of the time, it works all the time. Every time. <laughs> Every time. Every fucking time. <laughs> uh, speaking of the NFC East, uh, Daniel Jones was announced this week that he has a neck injury, and so the next man up, is Mr. Mike Glennon, 
who I have to imagine when he saw that Daniel he was going to be starting this week because Daniel Jones had a neck injury, was starting to sweat a little bit. Mike or Mike Glennon, the most notable large neck man in, in in the universe. You think he'd have enough neck to like do some surgery to give it to Daniel Jones to help him heal a little quicker? But uh, maybe he could lend a little neck. Is is it kind of weird that like even the Giants aren't out of the division yet? Like Dallas should have run this game. This division should be three weeks ago. They're, they've three weeks ago. It looked like it was over with. Who's or, out of the Who's out of the NFC? I'll tell you. Uh, like very likely, the people that are, the only teams that are out of completely out of the NFC race are the Seahawks, the Lions. Of course, at 0-10 and one. By the way, Lions had a better November record than the Rams, uh, and that's pretty much the end of the list. Seahawks, you could put the Bears in there. It's at seven losses. They're not looking so good. They have two games coming up with the Vikings. I think they still got another one coming up with the with the Packers. Yeah, so. but 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 here here's the thing. Yeah, obviously with that, but there's still two games out of that six seed. Or yeah. sorry, seven uh, seven seed. They're, For sure, they're one game out, one game and a half out of that seven seed, which is kind of kind of wild. If the if the if the playoffs started today, a losing team would make the NFC. So that's it's going to be an inter- interesting. Uh, team, I, I don't think the Giants have any any shot in hell, uh, especially if Daniel Jones no, is now beat no, up. No, and and they kind of they had a nice run there where they were like really competitive and kind of getting things together, kind of like, and, and you know it's kind of sad to say, but at four and seven right now, they're they're exceeding expectations. Like, there's really no way around. Well, that. some people's expectations. Two people on this podcast predicted them to win the NFC East. <laughs> Two people. I, I honestly during that during that podcast I was absolutely flabbergasted yeah. by that. I could not fucking believe it as it was happening because we it, we started ticking down. Dubitz took uh, the 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 Redskins. I took the Cowboys, and then I was like, anyone else taking the Cowboys? Nobody else did, and I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah it's, it's absurd. Two takers. I mean, I would have respected the Eagles more at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, so uh, Mike Glennon is in, and all things are good because that means some good meme material. Uh, but let's get let's shoot on over to the games of the week. It's the NFL games of the week. What do you what What are you feeling this week? Well, you know, last week I actually went into it like feeling super confident. I had a head of like an envision, like an epiphany, kind of like I did earlier in the season. One of my best weeks to date. This last week was the worst week I think I've ever had. Really? Oh, it was, betting wise, it was. Who killed you? Everybody. I th- in I th- particular, who killed you? Uh, Chargers, Rams. There's two of them. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm pretty sure I got even just like in Pickums, three or four teams right. I do recall last podcast we were pretty confident on the Rams. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I could listen, if I could go back nine out of ten times, I'd take the Rams. I just, I really think that the Rams, like we said, this OBJ signing, it's been a fucking cancer for them. Oh yeah, a thousand percent, a cancer. Yeah, and we, you know we we talked about that. We knew how that was going to go. Uh, Minnesota was a tough one for me. Yeah. Um, you know, and then other games like Tennessee, I, I, keeping it close came. Just fell apart at the end. You know, a lot of those games, Indy, I'm not even going to get into that. They played a fantastic game. Very few times do I say that they got really, like, fucked by the refs. They did get fucked. They got fucked oh, by they, the refs. I'll, tell, I'll say it for you. They got fucked by the refs. It, it, was, it was bad. That's a Brady special right there, yeah, man. A thousand percent. Totally a Brady it, special. It was just one thing after another. And then then as, as like, that momentum started, like, rolling, then – everyone's fumbling, like just bad shit was happening. But there, there were some atrocious calls, like top to bottom. 
I love the Colts. I got to say, I love the Colts, man. I, I really, really like the Colts down the stretch. I think I think they could get hot in the playoffs and be a dangerous team, especially because I just think the AFC sucks. A, a very dangerous team, and, and it's surprising because they've been so bad against the pass, but they're starting to get a little healthy. But, like, like we already know, like, their line on both ends, fantastic. Uh, Darius Leonard, fantastic. Like, like. We're in the core. Come playoff time, they're strong. Right. And Jonathan Taylor, whew, what, a, what a monster he is. I do get to say, I think it would be, this is, you know what, for the third consecutive year, I'm ready to say that I'm wrong about the Packers. <laughs> Fucking A, man. How, how many times can I bet against this team? And I just got to accept the fact that Aaron Rodgers is always going to be Aaron Rodgers. And he, I think I was saying it on the, I was the last podcast or two podcasts ago, this guy thrives on these horrible things that are happening to him. When So the more negative news that are out about Rodgers, just ride him. He's going to fucking cover every spread. He's just going to crush. Like the guy, he thrives on spite like I've never seen. This is a guy that, you know, had, had some issues with his family, stopped talking to his family. Yeah, you know, I'm... He's still kind of on that fuck you farewell farewell tour. Oh, yeah. like, the, like it might not be as statistically record breaking as we were hoping for, but man, 23 to 4 touchdown of picks. Dude just finds ways to win. Doesn't matter what's going on. And um, you know, some of the guys were talking about uh maybe Matt LaFleur is overrated because everyone's like, oh, he's got a Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, and then you see Sean Payton struggling with we you know without one, but it seems like they kind of like not Brady Belichick esque, but they're they're meshing well enough together. Yeah. Uh, so I think that I th- I think it's at a point where you know, they're learning from each other. I d- I don't think there's any way to save Jordan Love. That's going to be terrible forever. The guy's awful. But um, you know, maybe I I could be very wrong about uh, Lafleur because I was on kind of on that same boat. Like, man, Aaron Rodgers is there, so like maybe you're not that good. But you know, they're they're figuring it out in in weird ways. You know what I do if I'm the Packers GM to make everything good with Aaron Rodgers, and I do think. Things have to be turning in Aaron Rodgers' head whether or not he thinks he's going to leave because things are just going so well, and they have this team kind of locked up for a while. Like, why would you leave at this point? If I'm the GM of the Packers, I go to Aaron Rodgers, and I say, listen, say no more. I know we can make this right. We're going to cut Jordan Love, and you get to tell him that he's cut. (laughs) (laughs) I think Aaron Rodgers would fucking love that. He'd be like, say no more, fam. I'm on it. I'm on Hey, hey, Jordan, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure working with you, but you're cut. Get the fuck out of here. You could have been, geez, I don't even know, around that pick. I think it, they could have got, no, I, I think it was just after Justin Jefferson. But it was, they, it was, it was it just was after him. Right in the vicinity of Justin Jefferson. Imagine that team with Justin Jefferson right now. Could, Jesus Christ. So like, a, so we'll do a little, a little role play because that, that's always fun. So if I'll be Aaron Rodgers. I'm looking at you and Jordan. You weren't even good enough to trade for a seventh-round pick, even a conditional pick. Nobody would trade for him. Yeah, you're gone. Yeah. Could you imagine, like, like oh. how that mustache on Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Like, do you think he would twirl his hair, like, staring at Jordan Love, like, in the face? That greasy-ass hair oh, pulled yeah. back into a tight ponytail? Oh, man. I'd love to see that, man. Honestly, kind of like, uh, I'd always pay money to, like, listen to the guys on the field. I'd fucking pay money to watch that one, for sure. And I don't know why Jordan Love actually seems like a really good guy, but I don't know why I actively root against him. And it's not Jordan Love's fault. I actively root against Jordan Love because he's, like... I don't know. He's He was the wrong choice that a franchise that had everything going for it made. I mean, dude, I, I should love Jordan Love. By all intents and purposes, Jordan Love has shaped the Packers in a way that I never dreamed imaginable, um, although maybe inspired Aaron Rodgers' MVP 
run or whatever, but he, he stole a first-round pick from the Packers, and for that I should be thankful. But I don't know why I seem to root against him. He seems like a good guy. Well, it's kind of like that jackass that the Niners drafted. Like, like we're always going to be like, man, you guys could have done so There's always going to be, like, that spite there. And I'm kind of in a similar boat because, like, when people are become, you know, up on a pedestal or, like, they're cheered for, rooted for, higher, like, than they are what their ability is, I fucking can't stand them, especially when you don't live up to it. Yeah. Like, for sure. That's why I love underdogs. I, yep. Like, I just always love underdogs. Yeah, and Jordan Lovett isn't necessarily an underdog, so yeah, I get it. Honestly, Aaron Rodgers is well; they were drafted around the same range, so yeah. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. I, I I wish nothing but bad things on him, and yet I seem to root for him, and it's it's a bizarre thing. But let's get to the games. Um, an interesting game this week. Uh, it's one of my dogs of the week. Uh, the Chargers at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's favored by three. Uh, who you got in this game? Um, it's always going to be L.A., even even though it fucked me hard last week. Uh, another game, just a, as it continued to progress, you just you felt that game end, so you got to turn it off a little bit early. I, I still like the Chargers, man. They, they'll, they have to figure out the run. Um, it's another big game for Cincinnati. Like, how, how do they bounce back after that ass thumping that they just gave? Yeah, I, I, I do like the Chargers in this game just because uh, someone's got to give with that team, man. They, they're so talented. They just have so many holes in the defense. Really this game falls on one person's shoulders, in my opinion. Uh, I know Mixon's going to run all over the Chargers. I think this game all relies on how does Joey Burrow play. Um, and if Joey Burrow just plays, you know, just average like he did last week, just all you got to be is decent. Just got to be decent. He wasn't electric against the Steelers. You just got to be decent. 191 yards, one one passing touchdown, one rushing touchdown. Don't get the ball away too many times. Just make the plays when, when they need to be there. Yeah. That's they, just it. They don't even need Joey Burrow to be that great. Uh, if Joey Burrow is a 300-yard Joe Burrow, they're going to win. But if the Chargers can clamp him down, the Chargers secondary is decent. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting matchup to watch. It is. It has to be like like other outside of Monday night because Monday night is going to be awesome. Um, it has to be like the most intriguing game, I guess. Yeah, it's. I I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of either team. Uh, you know, Cincinnati's kind of starting to get like their signature wins, but come crunch time, we're gonna see how it goes. They are getting some good wins. I I gotta say, like I keep trying to root for Cincinnati, and and there's a lot to like about the team, but I don't know why I just continue to root against them. I think it's gonna be a high scoring bout, um, potentially an over game. Although I don't think I'm touching it at 51 points. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at 27-24. That's plenty over. I could, I could, I could definitely see that, but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm stepping away from that. I can see it randomly being a defensive bout. And fun, fun fact, uh, it could have been all three. Nope. I think, actually, I think all three Chargers against the AFC North went over, but in the last two, those games were in the 70, 80 points. Right. Pittsburgh and Cleveland, 70, 80 points each. And if the Chargers lose, like, where do the charges go from here? I mean, that's that's that would be a devastating. I mean, there there wasn't it wasn't long ago that we were talking about the Chargers as the presumptive winners of the AFC, going to go to the AFC Championship, going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Now they're six and five. They're losing against teams like the Vikings. Losing, they just got some bad beats on their on their schedule. Like, I see their three and three home record, and I wonder. Is this going to be something that hurts the Chargers for years? Because they don't. I don't think they have a single home game ever. Because if you, ever, you've been there, ever, yeah. you've been there, you've seen it, man. 
I'm still pissed that they won't let you down if you have like higher seat tickets. It's ridiculous, but yeah, it's it's electric there. But uh, actually, there there were more Chargers fans really than, than I expected, but not more than Steelers fans. No, anyway. not not even close. Yeah, not even close. I don't think they're ever going to play a home game in that stadium ever, and I think that's interesting. Man, it's going to take ten years for them to build the clout, and they have to be good for ten years for them to build that fan base. Yeah, you know, I, I think if their defense keeps playing the way that they are. You got to cut the new defensive coordinator you hired. Terrible hire. It's been a terrible hire. Horrible. Yeah, horrible. And they were talking, um, speaking of L.A. teams, they were talking about the uh, the hire with the Rams. Like, oh, well, he doesn't have, like, the same pieces, so it's acceptable to for the fall-off that they have. Fuck, no, it's not. Like, you still have all pros. You have two, uh, two potential first ballot, uh, early ballot Hall of Famers. Aaron Donald's first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. I'll, if he retired tomorrow. Yeah. Um uh, but Raheem Morris, he he's an inconsistent, but another just he's just not getting it done, and yeah. and and their team is just too talented to be so inconsistent. Agreed, agreed. Uh, San Francisco at Seattle, um, man, how much lower can it get for Seattle? It's this this team. I mean, I I expected them to be bad, but they came out of the shoots pretty strong. <laughs> I mean, they. I think they were. They had a winning record when Russell Wilson went down. Uh, they still, I think, managed to win that game that he went down in. Oh no, the Ram, the Rams didn't end up pulling that out. Yeah, but Thursday night, still, like, I I wonder what what happens with Seattle if he if Russell Wilson goes down. I think no matter what, they they were doomed. Yeah, they they definitely were. I mean, they they just don't have enough. All right, so we we already knew their offensive line was atrocious because they're trying to find playmakers to accommodate. You know, let Russ cook. And Russ is another player that has been kind of inconsistent. I still like to root for him, big underdog story, until they blow steam up his ass. Right. But then you lose your running back, so you already have no, you already have no offensive line. But uh, what people forget to talk about is they just didn't even have enough. They have one player on defense. Right. Like you could, like you really can't name anybody else. Like they have Bobby Wagner, uh, stud. Uh, outside of that, there's just not enough talent to kind of like compliment or accommodate when the offense struggles. Right. And and it's it's showing. It's showing. Like they have receivers, but like you have no time to get Russ back there. Um what is going on with uh DK? I mean, one target last week, uh I just man, I there there's no other answer in Seattle for me than to tear it all down. Fire Pete Carroll. The guy's like ancient. He's like eighty seven years old at this point. Get get rid of the guy if you want to keep Russell Wilson, I think you got to get rid of Pete Carroll, in my opinion. Bring, bring in some young gun who's going to design the offense around around Russell Wilson. This team is still salvageable, but they dropped three. They're going against a team that's that's won three, and there is no team hotter in the NFL, folks, than the 49ers. I mean, boy, I, the only team I put past them is the Patriots. Yeah. But listen, the 49ers, folks, you get you got to behold this team, especially their away record. They're dominant away this year. Uh, I I like the 49ers. I'm not touching I'm not touching Seattle in any way to think that they're going to somehow come back in this game. I, I think the, I think the 49ers are going to roll them. Uh, yeah, they're, they're getting healthy. Like they, they've they've been battling the injury bug. I just need one more loss out of the 49ers all season. That's all I'm asking for. Why is that? Because they had over 12 wins. Ah, so right now they can only be 12 and five, which is a push. One more loss or one more tie somewhere with the 49ers. They'll which, get it. Which wasn't which was a lock lock bet, but you know it's kind of funny. Uh, Trey Lance, that was the jackass's name. I was forgetting to talk about earlier, but <laughs> jackass. But um, 
Uh, they're already basically saying Jimmy G's done in San Francisco short of winning a Super Bowl. He looks good this year. I he's, mean, he's he looks good. He, he's doing what he needs to, man. Yeah. Like, like some, there, there's there's only so many of, like, the elite quarterbacks. Like, it's just, that's just how it goes, man. Yeah, I get it, though. I get the angst because I don't think Jimmy G's ever going to win you a Super Bowl. And the 49ers, they don't give a fuck. Their franchise has won plenty of Super Bowls. The only thing that they care about is Super Bowls at this point. Yeah. So I get it. It's a team that's won, what, five Super Bowls? Almost won another with Colin Kaepernick. This is this is one of these franchises. It's Super Bowl uh, or bust for them. Uh, almost won another Super Bowl with Jimmy G. Yeah, exactly. Almost won another one with Jimmy G. But honestly, ultimately, Jimmy G is the reason they lost that game. So I get it. Listen, the, the, guy, the guy is just, he's just not the guy. He's too good looking to be great. I don't remember who said that, but it's so fucking true. Some people are just too good looking to have that edge. Tell that to Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Tom Brady was not good looking his whole life, though. He He's just an anomaly everywhere. We already know he sold his soul to the devil. Jimmy G, or uh, Tom Brady looked like Shrek when he was like 22 years old. And then he, he blossomed into he, this fucking really supermodel. He really did. Jimmy G's looked like that since he came right out of the womb. I'll bet Jimmy G, mom spit him out. Faded beard already. Nurse took him in the back. They fucked. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. She's milking seed already. You know he came out looking like a fresh... He probably had like hair gel in his hair when he came out. That's a good looking man. Too good to be good in this league. Too good to be good in this league. But yeah, I love, I love the 49ers. Listen, I, I predicted them to win, win the division. Obviously, that's not going to happen at this point. I mean, if something crazy happened, I guess it could. But it's because I believe in the talent of this team. Defense is so fucking good. Uh, their offensive line is so good, so good. They've been building that shit for a really long time. Uh, both, tre- both all the trenches have been built for the last five years. Exactly. They've been building that team the right way, and it's finally showing. Well, I mean, it obviously went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but, you know, they had that awful season last year. They are back, folks, and I really do think that they are a super a, uh, a playoff team. Not a Super Bowl team, but they are going to cause some serious issues in the playoffs, in particular with the Packers. You think the Packers want to play the 49ers? Fuck no. I think the Packers kind of just found out that, like, A.J. Dillon's, like, he's the kind of guy you need on your roster going forward. Like, like he was able to carry the load. Like, he he got it, you know, nothing, like, too crazy, but, like, you, you have to be able to pound the rock. Yeah. And come playoff time. And uh, we all know Aaron Jones has had his struggle. So, it's, it's nice to have that one-two punch over there in Green Bay. I just think San Francisco is built to beat Aaron Rodgers. I know, I know they lost... You know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers pulled out a fucking miracle in San Francisco. I mean, geez, it, that shit won me six hundred bucks. So I'm 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 all for it. But yeah, that's I, that San Francisco team. They're they're a team to behold. Uh, I really like them in this game. I think they're going to win by seventeen points. Me too. I think they're going to absolutely dominate yeah. Seattle. Seattle's lost all their mystique. They don't even have this home mystique that they used to have. They're playing. I mean, we we made a joke last week. Check your phone. You're probably playing running back this week for Seattle. Yeah, if, if I was going to look at the depth chart, I'd probably say, well, they're going to spread it out. But like, they picked up AP, right? Um, he's on the practice squad. Desperation move. Like he's getting full blown desperate. Like now. he he should be. He's their best running back already. Even if he was sixty, they should they could bring Frank Gore in right now, and he's better than whoever is starting right now. No, Frank Gore's got a big fight coming up. I know. <laughs> can you imagine that? If, if you reach out to Frank Gore and ask him to come to his team, you think he would? I don't think he would. He's probably getting paid quite a bit for that fight. Yeah, he's gonna be like, right after this fight, I got you. <laughs> It's like in a week. Um, this I think it's this Saturday. It's no, it's a week from this Saturday. Okay, I think. 
Yeah, could you imagine, like, they have the 30 for 30 on Dion's, like, uh, two uh, pro, pro sport performances. Imagine, like, Frank Gord fighting someone, flying out the next morning for a football game. That'd that, be fucking awesome. I'd fucking watch that 30 got for 30. Got black eye and shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, Frank Gore's <laughs> got some... Runs for 111 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> I know I know Frank Gore's immortal and everything, but he's got some serious CTE issues. <laughs> you can't convince me that he doesn't. Guy's been playing football his whole life, now he's going to box? Eh, interesting pivot, dude. Can't get worse, I guess. Another game that I love this week, uh, you actually have it in the outline at two and a half points, but I just looked at the outline, Eric. I, I just looked at the uh, live uh, spreads, and DraftKings and Caesar Sportsbook have WFT, the Washington football team, at only a one-point dog. Yeah, I, th- I love that. Yeah, th- see, I, I love Vegas, man. I, I I love them. I think coming off of you know the long, you know, it depends on how it gets to them. I guess after beating uh, Dallas on Thursday. It's a big game, but emotional I'm, win. It's it's an emotional win, but I still like Vegas at home. Um, still a little sweet on them. I'm gonna. I'm. I don't know what Derek Carr could do for me not to root for him. Like he's just done everything right for so long, and you know he's got that fucking phenom at receiver. Man, Hunter Renfro just keeps getting it done. Uh, Darren Waller's out, but yeah, that's big time. Yeah, it's it's big time. But um, you know, I'm sweet on I'm sweet on Vegas. From a fantasy perspective, though, Darren Waller has been extremely disappointing this year. Uh, you know, it's funny because I only I know some people were predicting him to uh, be a bust, and it, but he's still fine. He still managed to kind of like be like tight end four or five, not not cl- not close to like where he was drafted. But it's kind of like last year with Ingram and Hawkinson. Like they just weren't. They didn't never really got it done. But they were still both like top six tight ends. Yeah, I, I certainly didn't predict him to be a bust. I went all in on him in, in one of our leagues. Um, I I love Darren Waller's talent. I don't think they use him right. They take him out on third downs. I've noticed this. Every time I every time I watch the Raiders, they take Darren Waller out on third downs. What are you doing? No, he needs to be on the field every single every play. Every single play. He's your best receiver by far. He's just been he obviously he's been battling injuries and I'm I'm sure there's something else going on somewhere in some realm maybe his head's not in there Dude, that knee injury last week it's was terrible yeah he's just he's he's been banged up all year that that injury did not look good like right when i saw it i was like oof waller's done yeah. waller's fucking done but nope he's not good so you like you like raiders i actually like the i like the football team i guess you know with the with the uh spread falling down to one it's at one and a half still with some books uh if you like the raiders now now's the time to go in yeah, I've, I'm, I'm actually going to – I try not to make too many bets going in until Sunday. I do like to watch the lines and kind of see what's going on. Uh, Washington hammered them last week. Like, I, I like what they're doing. They came, you know, beat Carolina uh, then Monday night. But we knew – we knew I already knew they were going to beat Seattle because Seattle's dog shit. They are dog shit. But the Ra- Raiders are just a weird team, man. I like weird. I like I like my food weird. I like my women weird. And I like my football <laughs> teams weird. Um, Raiders win, and you know, you know, it'd be kind of fun if you think about it. Uh, let, let's just say we get a Raiders win, and then Denver, who I know that you like as one of your dogs, which we'll be touching on. I do like them. Um, how about we just get a uh, um, a Denver to go ahead and beat Kansas City, get a Raiders win, maybe we get fortunate enough to uh, also get a Chargers win, and then we're looking at a four way tie in the AFC West. It's good to happen. Could happen. I do want to be clear. I don't think the Broncos will win. By the way, I did call the Broncos would beat the Chargers last week. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do not think the Broncos will win this week, but I do think they will cover. That's a big that's a big line. Yeah. Big line. But yeah, I see. I mean, look at the AFC West. Fucking shit is there. Nobody's running away with this thing. The worst team in the division has six wins, and that's the Broncos. I mean, geez. 
there's no more division that's up for grabs in that division. It's absolute, absolute bloodbath going on there. But I think we knew that was going to happen. I think the Raiders are the worst team in the bunch, though. And I, I really do like Washington to beat them this week. They're, they're part of my dog parlay. So you got the Raiders. I like this. We're, we're splitting a lot of these games. Let's go right into Denver, Kansas City. And I see you got Kansas City at a 10-point spread. That's another spread that's come down a lot this week. That's moved a bit. It's moved a lot. Two and a half points. So that's pretty interesting. It's, it's at eight and a half now. Eight. I think it's at seven. No, 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 no. Nope. You're right. It's actually at nine and a half for the majority of books. It's at nine for one of them. But yeah, nine and a half points. Folks, that's a lot of points. I know it's in Kansas City, but... The Broncos just hammered the Cowboys just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so it's I, I, I truly believe this is a game. I think the Broncos not only could cover, but I think this could be a game that potentially you could get a big money line bet. You know, this might be a fun just parlay bet to throw in uh, just like as a dog. Like, that's good odds, really fucking good odds. And so with that in mind, I'm actually going to go ahead and go with my dogs of the week. Dogs of the week. So I love doing dog parlays. Uh, I think it's always fun as fuck to root for the underdog. And so that's exactly what I'm going to do this week. I am rooting for the dog. And so this is my, my dog parlay of the week. And these are actually all money line bets. And again, I think Broncos will cover. I do not think they will actually win the game, but these are the teams that I think will win the game that are dogs. The Pats. You kidding me? You don't think the Pats can beat their little brother in the Buffalo? I mean, come on. Uh, they're, they're somehow dogs in this game, and I know it's in Buffalo, but this is Bill fucking Bilicek we're talking about. You're telling me that he's a three-point dog against the Bills, a team that he's made a living absolutely destroying his entire career? I can't buy into it. I think the Patriots win this week. I just think the, the Bills, I mean, they, they seem to be falling and I just there's a lot that I just don't like about them. The other team we've already talked about, love the Washington football team to not only cover but win this week. Uh, they're another one of the dogs that I absolutely love. And I'm going to round it out with the Chargers. Something's got to give with the Chargers. I still think it's a really talented team. They're three-point dogs against the Bengals. Uh, and if you put that whole parlay together, you're rooting against three, I think, likable teams except for the Pats. And that bet could win you a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, especially when you're talking about like Denver, like th- those numbers are t- astronomical. I, yeah. I I love them at ten, man. Uh, one of my early, so I always like doing some some long bets um, early in the week before like line moves. So at ten, I did buy them to ten and a half, which I I absolutely love. Kansas City has been fan. They've been they're good. They, they're, they're hot again. They're, they're figuring it out, man. They they have been incredible. But like, defense is coming together. Yeah, but like how like how inconsistent is Denver? Like I just I don't know which team is gonna be. I have to and, and Melvin Gordon's doubtful now. So so it's gonna a lot's gonna be on Javante, but it has to be you have to win inside. And you know, I think that's the kind of one of the most common themes. You have to win inside. And uh, no no team's really showing that better right now than New England. Yeah. And um so that makes it interesting. But uh you wanna talk about it would this be a signature win for Josh Allen? Like I know they won the playoff game, like a huge playoff game. But, like, putting not a stop on New England, but, like, reasserting yourself? It's an absolute must for the Buffalo Bills, I think, for their entire season. Uh, Because I don't think they're going to beat them in Foxborough. Patriots have been lights out this year away. They're a different team this year away. I mean, like, we're talking, 
At this point, the Patriots are have a five and zero away record. They've never lost an away game this season. Three and four at home. So uncharacteristic of this team. But hey, that's the way they're rolling. Bills have to fucking put their foot down and beat the Pats. They still, I don't care. The one one off year, get the fuck out of here. This is a team that that has made their their entire franchise off of dominating all the other teams in their division, especially the Bills. No team did did fucking Brady curb stomp more than the Bills and, and Bilicek by extension. I truly believe the Bills have to win this game. They have to write their season with this game. And if they don't, watch them tumble more. Seven and four, they still play the Pats another time. So yep. It's going to be rough. So so Buffalo, we, obviously, we already know the story about Belichick. And uh, Stephon Diggs has scored five, time, five times in the last six games. So yeah, he's, he's hot. So, so he's on a very hot streak. So you have to imagine that's kind of where a lot of focus is going to take him be. away. But it's not that I'm disagreeing with you with Buffalo here. I, I don't think they just have to win. I think they have to, like, win and win, like, in dominant fashion to kind of, like, re- reassert themselves. Because I think if something comes wonky, it's – Anything that kind of like can give New England motivation going forward, and an ass whooping would give them a different type of motivation, but right. but, it, but it's still a confidence buster. So like I, I think them, I think Buffalo winning by you know two, maybe three scores somewhere somewhere in that range, no matter right. how far fetched it could sound at this point. I think that's more important than a last-second field goal or, like, a, a penalty going one weird way at the end. Totally agree. This has got to be a statement game for the Bills. It's at home. I mean, they, they got they got to at least win the game. No matter how they win it, they got to win it. And I agree. They might have to win this game in a convincing fashion. Sorry, just don't see it happening. The Patriots are as hot as ever. I really think that Bilicek has honed in. This fucking defense is humming. This defense is, is playing, like, early 2000s. Pat's defense just crushing their opponents. Uh, Mac Jones, man. Can't say enough about this guy. He's now got a 70% completion rating. This guy's playing like a six-year pro. He's developing very, like, so quickly. He's like, a stud. Yeah. Listen, he he's he doesn't have flashy numbers, but he he's very efficient with the ball. He's He fits in the system like a glove. Who would have thought? Mac Jones, best quarterback in this class. And, and, and actually, I, I have you have to respect a quarterback who's getting personal fouls against defenders and kind of pissing him off saying he's a dirty player. It, if I'm a New England Patriot, I'm like, that's my guy. There you yeah, go. Yeah, there's something about Mac Jones that I think rubs some people the wrong way. And guess who used to do that a lot? Tom Tommy, fucking Brady. Tommy. He's I dude. The Pats they did it again, man. And 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 if you thought if you were counting out Billichek and the Brady versus Billichek revenge tour, you counted him out too soon because this team is totally fucking back. I've I'm completely bought into him. Seriously, I I, I don't think they're. I don't think there's any hyperbole here. How could there be? They've won six in a row, five on the road. This team is built for the playoffs. Listen to this point differential. They've scored 336 points. They have only allowed 190. 190 points, folks. This team is humming. This team is fucking good. By the way, the only other team that has allowed less points is the Bills. I think this is game of the week. Uh, it, it's with, it's without a doubt a game of the week. You know, it's funny as too. Let's see if, if we're gonna obviously they dropped fifty on the Jets, but like this win streak and my and mind you, this could be this what one two three this six game win streak could be an eight game win streak if Dallas doesn't win on a, a bomb to fucking uh, C D Lamb in overtime. True, yeah, it's and 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 it doesn't matter like the personnel like it just never like seems to matter who the names are right. They just figure out a way to get done, and that's what great coaches do for well, you. And I picture also what what would have happened if it wasn't raining super hard in their game against the Bucks. 
I think the Bucks benefited greatly from that because who plays better in the elements than Tom Brady? No, yeah. no one in history. Um, so I, I wonder, dude, it was coming down in that game the whole fucking game, all sixty minutes. I think, I think right now, if that game was played right now, I, I think same element, same condition, same everything, just with the experience change. I think New England handles it in in two two scores. I don't agree with that, but you know how I feel about the Bucks. I still think they're the best team in the league. Uh, that offense is insanity. But yes, I, I see what you're saying. Um, it's it it it's it's at least an interesting prospect. But I still think the Bucks are the best team in the league. And so, I'll, so I I'll die to, on that I, hill. I just want to throw one stat at you for that game. The leading rusher for the Patriots in that game was Nelson Aguilar with four yards. <laughs> That's the Bucks, though, man. The ridiculous ridiculous rushing defense. I still think the Bucks are the best team in the league. I don't I actually don't even think it's fo- it's close folks. I think the Bucks are far and away the best team in the league. That was with eight total carries for, yeah. the, for the game and, and that Bucks Patriots game. That was a bizarre Very bizarre big. game. But the whole NFL is bizarre. It is. It is. Any other games you like this week? Any other bets you like this week? Mm, a couple. I'm I'm going to ham. I think I'm going to ride Philly again this week. Um you know, you know, Jalen Hurts. Philly at right now. Uh, I think it moved up to seven, six. Yeah. And, it, it was six seven and, points it, of the Jets. Six and a half earlier. I think I'll, I'll buy them down back to six and a half. Uh, still kind of like the over in that game, and by kind of, I love the over forty-five there. Uh, Some books still have them at six and a half, so maybe you'll get lucky. It's, it's, it's kind of the it's kind of one of the points I do like. Uh, obviously, they just couldn't get couldn't get it done last week. Uh, Jalen Hurts finally had a like a really bad game, like four quarters bad. Like the whole team just struggled. But um, I, I like Philly against the Jets. How do you like not like anyone against the Jets? But I love Houston, man. I I, I love Houston plus ten. Um, yeah, I love that game too to cover. Yeah, yeah, to just, yeah, yeah, just to cover. So that, I think that's gonna be one of my more like favorite bets. And I'm weirdly sweet on Houston, probably because they're stacked with underdogs, specifically Brandon Cooks and uh, Tyrod Taylor. But ten points is just a lot. Division games, division games for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, the, not to win, but uh, buy them to ten and a half. Big on that one. And um, truthfully, other than that, trying to just coast through to uh, next week. A game I do love actually is uh, the Rams, twelve and a half point favorites against the Jags. Rams four losses in a row. You tell me they're not going to curb stop the funk the fuck out of the Jags. They are going to absolutely rape them. So, so is it like an over? Uh, so, uh, over under is forty eight total points. Uh, where do, where do you lean on that? Are we thinking like the Rams will score forty eight? <laughs> So it doesn't matter what the Jags do. The Rams will cover that by themselves. Uh, so, so hypothetically, let's just say it finishes at 48. And however the scoring goes, Rams score a touchdown with like a minute left for a total of 47 and go for two. Then, then are we, how, how are we feeling about it at that point? To hit 49. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I still love it. Love, love the Rams this week. And honestly, as an OBJ fantasy owner... I think they're going to continue to force him the ball. So I like OBJ this week. Love Cooper Cup. I, th- I dude, the Rams are going to get it together. Someone was saying the, the you know the, the 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 fall of the Rams is greatly overhyped. It really is. That team is still really good. They had some missteps. They got brought in distraction. When I say he's a cancer, OBJ, he really isn't a, a horrible locker room cancer. He's just a distraction, though. He's a he's he's a fucking conversation you don't want to have to have. Yeah. I don't even care that Robert Woods went down. I think Van Jefferson, like they, they, they could have went on with, with the talent that they had and been completely fine. Pl- plenty loaded. Plenty. I don't understand the move, and I never will, and I think ultimately it destroys them. But I also have insane amounts of faith in, in Sean McVay, so we will see. Yeah, um, 
Two two last notes, just from like a gambling perspective. Yeah. Two things to really watch. I think like watching like Sunday morning up until lunch is the the over under Miami New York. Uh, right now we're sitting at thirty nine and a half. That game could very well. That game could be like a 20-10 type of game. Giants are playing enough defense. Obviously, with Glennon, they're going to kind of limit what they're doing through the air. Um, right. Uh, not that they like. You don't have a lot them. of faith in Glennon. <laughs> no, you could you could say that I um, I'd I'd prefer the next man up. Yeah. But uh, so that so that's an interesting one. The other one's really with Arizona and Chicago. Um, so right now it's a seven and a half. I have a feeling that that line is going to keep pushing down. It started. At it eight. all depends on Kyler Murray, right? It it really depends on Kyler Murray, but they're they're kind of in a weird limbo spot. They have the Rams next week, so right as of right now, even with Dalton, I kind of like the under forty three, and I I really like the I hate the Bears right now, I, but I like the Bears at seven and a half because the Ram the Cardinals could very well be kind of they're definitely right. If, if Hopkins doesn't play, it's solely for the Rams and in, in their positioning right now. Yeah, but um, it's it's an interesting one. Uh, Chicago could be just enough to cover seven and a half there. I like it. I fucking hate Nagy, so I kind of hope it doesn't happen. Well, actually, no, I do. I hope the Bears get hot, and then just, they, as a Vikings fan, I hope they keep Nagy down the stretch. All right, folks. Uh, any closing thoughts? I'm just ready for next week. Ready for next week too? Yes, we actually didn't talk about it. We're gonna have a whole podcast next week dedicated to disappointing teams. I'm a Vikings fan. Marcus is a Steelers fan. We're going to Minnesota next week to watch the Vikings and Steelers play. We're going to do a podcast in our hotel room. Four dudes. <laughs> Four dudes staying in a hotel room together. All Vikings and, and Steelers fans. It's going to be a great time. One twin bed. One, one twin bed. But we will make it work. We will make it work. Yeah, so tune in next week. Uh, We are going to do our regular podcast, and we're also going to do a podcast just on disappointing teams. Uh, We're going to do it on the the Vikings-Steelers lead-up. And, uh, yeah, so tune in next week, especially if you like a team that frustrates you beyond belief because that's where we're at. All right, Marcus, have a good night.